Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on Barca Talk, the Valencia match this weekend has a lot of question marks around it with the potential for Luis Suarez to return for FC Barcelona and the sacking of Valencia CF manager Marcelino. Hey, this is Barca Talk. I'm Brian Henderson. This is a sample from our Thursday episode. Uh, If you want to hear the whole episode and support the show, you can do that through Patreon. There's a link in the episode description, or just go to the support section at barsatalk.net. In that full episode, you'll hear Gabriel and I talk about Lionel Messi's continuing injury and his recent interview with writers from Sport. You'll hear us talk about Carlos Alenia and the crowded midfield at Barcelona, and You'll hear a little bit about Luis Suarez returning from injury. But for you today, La Liga is back this weekend, and FC Barcelona is going up against Valencia. Here's our match preview. This Saturday, La Liga returns. Uh, Valencia will be coming to Barcelona to play us in the Camp Nou um, at 9 p.m. local time, La Liga match day four. So I had planned to preview this match with lots of stats and talk about tactical formations, dangerous players on Valencia... But the circumstances surrounding this match really are the defining feature of it uh, this week, and it might be for Valencia for the remainder of the season. We'll see. But on Wednesday, the manager at Valencia for the last two seasons, Marcelino, was fired by the owner of the club, Peter Lim, and he's been replaced by Albert Celades, who uh, has not been the head manager of a top-level team ever. He does have management experience we can get into that we talk about that but he's never been the 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 boss man at a at a top tier club or even for a uh, senior senior men's team so what is your take on this situation gabriel it's a nightmare I sure mean, this is i mean this is this is the thing when you have tell me about an, your nightmares. yeah yeah i mean this is this is when you have an owner who thinks he's smarter than he is right when you own a sports team i can tell you two things you're going to lose money and you're going to lose money Like, you don't buy a sports team to make money. I mean, if you happen to do that, that's great. But it's really just a trophy, right? Because with the salaries and all these type of things, you just – it's like buying a car, right? As soon as you buy it, it, the investment goes down, right? Basically, this is a power struggle, essentially. Um, Marcelino didn't agree with the direction of what they were doing with the transfers. They wanted to bring in Rafinha, for example. That got vetoed by Peter Lim. These type of things. Marcelino wanted to make the, the team a bit stronger in the midfield. He got vetoed on all the players he asked for. So this is really just a power struggle. And again, it wasn't, you know, maybe two seasons ago that Valencia was almost relegated. 
for right. the Neville. Remember the Neville years, which he was like the worst coach ever, and he just oh man, that was so much. Well, fun it was for his me. first time managing, and he he gets brought into Valencia, the difficult team to play for. Well, you know because they Valencia were in a bad way just before Marcelino came in. Right in 2016-17, they finished La Liga in 12th place. They were not in Europe at all, having finished La Liga in 12th the year before that. And they were knocked out of the Copa del Rey in the round of 16 by Celta de Vigo, which, you know, Celta de Vigo, you know, good club, good Copa del Rey club. So, like, there's not a big amount of shame in that. But when you compare that with just last year where they won the championship, right? Since Peter Lim bought the club in 2014, they've had eight managers now, including Albert Saladas. Marcelino set the record for longevity under Lim's ownership. He logged 802 days on the job and 110 matches. No manager at Valencia has stayed longer than that since Unai Emery. In fact, Marcelino was tied for fourth place all time in longevity at Valencia. Not just in the Lim era, but never mind how many matches he oversaw, right? Look at the results. They returned to Europe and went from 12th to 4th in La Liga, and they won the Copa del Rey last year. So, like, what do what do Valencia supporters say about Peter Lim? That's what I want to know. Yeah, it's interesting because today when they were interviewing fans, they were upset about it because, of course, like you just said, they lived those Neville years, you know, and they were awful. And you mean those Neville months? The Neville months. The Neville sorry. weeks? Yeah, yeah. And the best was his Spanish was perfect, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> But again, they were almost relegated. Um, they've had a lot of turbulent times under Peter Lim with the um, previous coaches going up and down. And Marcelino had them in the right direction. You know, this weekend, you know, we talked about this last weekend of how we were scared about this match because with Marcelino, you know what you're going to get. 4-4-2 and tough pressure, you know. And he's really, um, you know, a well-defined coach in that way. But again, I think it's also something Marcelino does as well because in Villarreal, he did the same thing, essentially. He ruffled the management feathers. He didn't get along. He's really stubborn in a couple ways, and he got fired as well. And he was said to be in Villarreal for a long term. And here, better team, better, um, you know, more uh, budget on, on players and so forth. And like he said, like you said, they won the Copa del Rey last year. But again, Peter Lim just didn't get along with him, and it's basically a big power struggle. And we'll see what happens. And now this this weekend, I don't even know what the, what formation. I assume they're going to play the four four two just to get through this transition right now this weekend. But again, I don't know if he if this guy goes four three three because we don't really know his track record. Right. Well, according to transfer market, uh, Celades's preferred formation is four two three one. But of course, like you said, this weekend he might go with four four two just because the the turnover has been it's been so tumultuous. Let's just try and keep something the same, exactly. right? It's like, hey, kids, uh, your mom and I are <laughs> getting divorced, but we still love you very much. Also, you're going to start eating dinner at 4 o'clock instead of 7 o'clock, and yeah. bedtime is 6. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you're going to switch bunks, and, and yeah, you're going to yeah. wear each other's clothes from now on. You, you know, you don't want to pile it on. Correct, correct. And especially since they're playing at the Camp Nou this weekend. So if they're playing in Valencia, I would say maybe they could experiment with the formation because they'll have the home support. But again, you just don't want to rock the boat too much. I mean, they still got a, a great team uh, that's going to give us fits, especially with their pressure. Um, but again, I think they're just going to be l- less dangerous because of the new coach and trying to figure that out. Right. I mean, you said it. If Barcelona were going up against the Valencia that played in the Copa del Rey final last year, this would be a very tough match to go into. As it stands, it's still going to be tough. 
Correct. Because Valencia still have Danny Parejo, Gonzalo Guedes, Rodrigo, Maxi Gomez, and a fine goalkeeper in Jasper <laughs> Sillison, if yeah. I may say so. Meanwhile, you know, we're still missing Messi, Dembele, and, you know, Suarez has a bit of a question mark hanging over his head. So Valverde is facing his own troubles at the moment. How should he handle this match? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because we don't have Rafinha, the star forward anymore. So no. we'll see what... <laughs> we'll what are see we going to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what he does in the midfield. Uh, if, he, if he starts our tour in Rakitic, I think those would be two huge additions. And again, does Sergio Busquets get the start? Right. I mean, that's really going to be a telltale sign because, you know, you talked about it with Andy. Andy said that he believes he's past his prime and that he should spot start. And I agree with that because, again, De Jong is just fresher and he can derive. If you're going to have a double pivot, then that helps Busquets, right? Or have our tour alongside with him to help with the possession. But I think... I think we see Rakitic come back, and I'm curious to see if Artur gets the start or Dijon. Up front, I could see Fatih, Griezmann, and Carlos Perez, and I think it'll be still formidable, especially since they've been playing another week together. Right. And who's your Valencia player to watch? I mean, I listed off a few uh, yeah, potential yeah. potential threats from Valencia. Who's your player to watch from Valencia? Yeah, I, I love watching Danny Parejo. I think he is a a more athletic version of Busquets, you know, kind of like a, a little bit faster. Obviously he's younger, but I just love watching him play. He is the engine that drives that team. If he is on, the team is on for sure. And he comes up for these games, especially in the Copa del Rey. His pressure was so good and his distribution, he was all over the park. And you can, I mean, when he's in it to win it, he's one of the best players, you know? And uh, for me, again, he's one of the most dangerous uh, players for them because he drives their attack and he covers them on defense. And again, it's one of those things, it's a rare find that you find in midfielders that can go both ways and do it really well. And he's one of those midfielders. And again, I envy the way he has that motor because he's always driving and he's almost kind of like the true captain. You know, when you think of Valencia, I think of him first. He's kind of the first player I think of um, just based on his captaincy and, and his leadership and how long he's been at the team. He's been at the team for such a long time. He's seen everything already, you know, the ups and downs and now kind of the downs because he was a really big fan of Marcelino and Marcelino really brought out the best in him. So we'll see if uh, this new coach can do the same. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, they've got finishing, you know, they have Rodrigo, Maxi mm-hmm. Gomez, you know, they've got uh, Guedes coming down the left wing. They have all this firepower, but you know, you do need someone like Danny Parejo running the show. And he, like you said, when he's on, man, he, he runs it like a, like a boss. Yeah, I mean, if you remember the Copa del Rey final last, I mean, especially knowing that Busquets was winding down the season and he was kind of on an empty tank as well, he really stood out at that match. I mean, he bossed Busquets all around the park and just distributing the ball really well. And again, he, if he's in a 4-4-2 this weekend, you're going to see him match up in the middle and really just put the pressure on. And especially if Busquets is starting, I'm kind of nervous about that because he can definitely overpower Busquets. That's true. Like you said, he's got the age. He's got he's he's always been a little bit more athletic than Busquets. You know, Busquets' talents were more on the ball than in like pure quote unquote athleticism. Yeah, Dan- Danny Parejo has that as well as uh, you know he can put he can put balls into the box like a like nobody. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see the midfield this weekend of. Artur, De Jong, and Rakitic. Yeah. I think that gives us the best of both worlds. De Jong is fast enough where he won't get overpowered or intimidated by Parejo. And I also think with Artur's possession and distribution, also just finding the forwards, 
in a new way. I think that would really ultimately get that. But I can definitely see this weekend him going Dijon, Busquets, Rakitic. All right. Well, let's let's see what, what happens this weekend. And, of course, we're uh, going to come back at you on Monday to talk about it. Find a link in the show notes or at barsatalk.net to become a patron for just $5 a month and be a part of the community. Visca Barca! Sports Social Podcast Network.